Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm a sexy beast. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I fucked Jackie, dirty cow. Doing what we were doing, she tried to stick her finger in my bum. I nearly hit the roof, you can imagine. I mean, what have you got to think of a woman who'd do that? Cue the theme song. You will, you missed the round tree. No, yes, round tree. No, yes, grown up. Friday. I won't be. You will. Yes, 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 yes. Not this time, girl. Not this time. Not this fucking time. No, 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 no. No, 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 not this fucking time, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, you made me look a right cunt. All right. 2000. It's a good year. In 2000, we found out that we weren't crushed by the year 2000 bug. It didn't get us. That's not even a good joke, and yet I keep doing it every time we have a movie made from 2000. Jonathan Glazer, in his directorial debut we have Sexy Beast. This is now, his first movie? Yeah. This he is did his... music videos before. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Well, you see, he had some experience. Karma Police. He did a, he did a, a this DJ Shadow thing, this, uh, this uncle oh. song called Rabbit in My Headlights. He did the video for that. A lot of his music videos, I was checking out um, his history, and he did really, like, he was a really good music video director. Well, that's right cool. on. Yeah. Well, that's why he got into this then. Um, Ray Winstone, uh, Ben Kingsley, and Ian McShane. Swearingen from Deadwood. Always he will be to me. As that's one yeah, of the best too. characters ever, ever put to anything. Mm-hmm. Go watch Deadwood, but not the movies. Um, <clears throat> what do we have in Sexy Beast? We got Gary, I guess his real name is, but Gal. Everyone calls him Gal. He's living the good life in Spain. He doesn't give a fuck when we meet him he's frying in the sun lathered in oil kind of talking to himself about (laughs) how hot and crazy things are and he just lays there he's like this you can just tell it's a great way to open that way that he's really enjoying his retirement um when on one evening he is out having dinner with friends he finds out that some former colleagues of him uh are looking for him to maybe do some work and there's a very serious man coming to talk to him about the job Enough to make people like cry at a dinner table when that guy's not even present. And that would be Don. Interesting choice for a name. His name is Don Logan, but not Don in the sense that, you know, gangster flicks have a Don of a thing. This guy's name is probably Donald and they just call him Don for short. Don Logan, played by Ben Kingsley, who's nominated for an Oscar for this, shows up and... Um, is he a hard seller? Yeah, I guess he's a fairly hard seller trying to... Um, get gal to come along and do the job so um things go a little weird from there and um there is or isn't a heist that's being planned and there's maybe a little intrigue around that and do we get to see the heist what do we get to do what do we do what is he gonna do is he gonna do the heist sexy beast that's pretty much it hijinks and sue can't tell you the rest uh actually i can but we'll get to that hijinks that would uh, that would set up uh, the movie I uh, think also, looking back at it after watching it, people were also worried he was coming because one, uh, what's her name? Is it Dee Dee? Dee Dee, yeah, his wife. She, uh, Dee. No, who is the wife of the other guy? 
Jackie. Of yeah. H. So Jackie, Jackie Jackie's obviously upset because she, it sounds like, at least had sex with him once. And, uh, and her husband H is upset because this guy who's uh, a bit of an unstable person who's had sex with his wife is coming. So I feel like they yeah. have their own things going on for why they, they are afraid of Don, are afraid What's of him <laughs> visiting. Yep. They and certainly then all seem to have some familiarity with him personally, right? Yeah. His, his personality is toxic. Um, I, I, just, I just remember watching and everyone kept saying, uh, well, you know, is, yeah, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. It's just like, <laughs> well, he's... Everyone's on edge around him, so he's not that bad. And then it gets to a breaking point where they know that if if they don't, you know, watch themselves, he could take it to a level that they don't want it to. So I think he's probably not that bad in the first two thirds of the movie because everyone's watching, you know, what they say and do around him and feeling very uncomfortable and anxious around him. So and uh, so I, I feel like that's kind of the sense that I got. Um, watching the movie because I also thought things escalated much quicker the first time I watched it too and uh, they don't escalate till uh, closer to the uh, the uh, third act which is crazy Um, yeah but uh, it's a very a very hard movie to watch because first of all you can't it's hard to understand a lot of the time what they're saying because their accents are so thick see I didn't find Um, I had a problem with that I know that we talked about it. It seemed like the sound mix at the beginning was a little rough. Even um, after, I, I still don't is. know. I still don't know what they were saying in that scene we talked about. I know they were joking around because they kept laughing, but I don't really still understand any. Not a, I don't really understand a word of what they were saying when they're all hanging out by the barbecue, having after dinner drinks or whatever. I have no fucking clue what they said. Does anyone yeah. else know what they said? Not, I mean, we did when yeah. we watched it. I don't recall uh, now. I just knew it was a joke, and uh, they were they were kind of like they were you know busting each other's balls or something. But I, I don't know what was said. I I couldn't translate it for you. Oh, I remember. Yeah. That guy was trying to sell him tile. It was just saying there he could get some customized about, tile. There yeah, was something like, about tile. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> at that point cool. in the movie, you don't know the characters too well, right? You're you're getting a little bit of an intro to Gal, and then he's having dinner with H. H particularly, I find difficult to understand. More difficult than than Gal and, and now, Ben Kingsley, right? Kingsley is saying, like full Cockney, and and sometimes when it gets like that, the, the Cockney I can usually understand, but H had this. His accent is just slightly different and a little bit more. He just uses more. Um, is he uh, Cockney? Um, I think Ben Kingsley was, wasn't he? Cockney, I thought, was like that, like, uh, fancy some tea, Gavna. Like, isn't that Cockney? Well, isn't that like a lower branch of of dialects I don't as know, far as the class system Cockney goes is, in Britain? It's, it no. is a lower class. So you, they would have been raised in a lower class if they have a Cockney accent. Which he very well right. might have been. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not actually saying that it was a big negative that I couldn't understand them. I, I enjoy, just like I enjoy train spotting, um, I don't necessarily, as long as I get the gist of what's going on, I don't necessarily have to understand every word of what's going on. So it wasn't, it wasn't a speed bump for me. I actually enjoyed, it's nice to be immersed in, in that where they're not, where they're not speaking perfect English for an English audience. This movie wasn't made for Americans or, you know, our North Americans. So 
It doesn't yeah. have to be that, you know, sanitized. I don't I don't mind when it's like that. <clears throat> but there yeah. was times where I wasn't quite sure what they were saying. Yeah, I always got the gist, but I missed a few like words here and there that again, not a not a big deal. Uh I it, it was instead of being annoying as it might be to some people, uh it's it was immersive to me. It felt uh, it yeah. felt natural. Authentic. Like, it feels very authentic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I would have liked to yeah. put on the subtitles, but I couldn't get those to work. Sorry, boys. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, but I love how they set up Gal's, Gal's life there, because if you were into it or not, like he has a, a nice villa, very nice villa. Um, but I mean, it's not like he had an, an ocean view or anything. He kind of had a view of a town. It, he was secluded in the middle of nowhere. Right away in the movie, you're getting the sense that he is likely ex-gangster i think that i don't know that just immediately popped in my head but maybe that's because of the remembrance i had of this movie um because he seems a little young for retired um but i just love the way they show how much he enjoys his life um how much he loves his wife he's just he's doing what he wanted to do um what he wants to be doing and and if you like it or not doesn't really matter there there are definitely parts for me that i do like and parts that i i, I wouldn't enjoy as much as he does but but goddamn that guy enjoys his fucking life and i like it and endears me to him like right away what did you like uh, about well, his life i loved his fucking life what was wrong with his yeah. life no no there's nothing wrong with it like there's nothing absolutely he has a he has a good I, relationship with a cute woman and yep. he eats fine dining often drinks Drinks expensive wine and booze, I would imagine, and lays yeah, by no, the pool I'll, all day, soaking up the Spa- Spanish sun. Sounds yeah, pretty yeah. good to me. That no, man, <laughs> look, like, there's, there's no doing it wrong. I would like, I might pick a different locale and, and climate, slightly different, less dry. It looked very dry. and He's right on the bad. water there. You get a scene where it overlooks, and he's like actually overlooking water. All right, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. He's got a great were... spot. I gotta say, I. Uh, All right, well, I find that look, to I'd... be delish. Yeah, I, and there's nothing wrong with it, man. There's nothing did, wrong did, with it. At hey all. guys, I didn't see this time, and I don't remember. So did there's a boulder that comes that almost kills him at the beginning of the movie, like right at the beginning of the movie. Do, do yeah. they yep. show? Do they show like an animal or something like disturb that boulder? No. Or does that boulder <laughs> just come out of nowhere? No, just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I almost, I almost wouldn't have minded if you showed like some kind of a lizard, like move a rock and it like roll over the lizard. And I like, think that, I think that ruins it. I think that ruins it because uh, the the boulder is is big time foreshadowing, right? Yeah, it's also creating the escape for when they eventually kill Don yeah. Logan. No, it's true. Um, but that's the thing is that it it not being triggered almost gives me like this. Um, like it's like it's like the universe was telling him something. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like there's some big fucking problem coming your way, and, and it's then it'll like just get miss right you. between you and the one you love, right? It goes right in between the two hearts in his pool. Yeah. So it's that, that rock too. that split. Like so, it's all it's all like on the nose, but like very good foreshadowing. Like you don't, it's not on the nose until you see what happens happen. It's not like yeah. it gives it away. It's just a nice little nod that you know you're going to come within an inch of your life is basically what the the message is yeah the pool um, water was still pristine uh even though all of the dirt and the uh boulder was in there but <laughs> i, I did that find was, that surprising <laughs> yeah i did too but i mean like that's nothing i mean it was no big deal i just i just thought the pool would be a little bit dirtier 
but maybe the chlorine <laughs> took care of it. But yeah, no, that's the way he he directed that too. It was very tense and uh, felt very threatening immediately when that boulder like goes past his head, mm-hmm. and then yep. the water splashes on him. I mean, it's great directing. This guy for never directing a feature before. Um, this is a I've found this movie to be very very well very well directed in most places. It is, and the cinematography is great. Yeah. I thought this movie is great and I'd like I don't know man I I like this movie uh the 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 way that it's shot the the colors of it like everything about it seems to be really fucking brings you into that world and the whole blocking of the, of Ben Kingsley when he's in that villa with them like I love all that shit he because like the, we were talking about it when we were watching we we're like we get this this sense that he is this terrifying man um and you don't know who's coming right it's like john said they're at the dinner the the very mention that this person is on his way is enough to be bringing tears to some people's eyes like the the power and the and the the ferocity i guess of the guy that's coming is so impressive that people are moved by it before he's even there and then when he comes he's this kind of like unassuming smaller guy like dressed nice pressed white shirt right and you see him just get off. There's no words, anything. And then when he gets out of the car, he seems very peculiar right away. Because they're like, Don. And he's like, my, my, I'm sweating. My shirt's sticking to me. My shirt's sticking to me like a cunt. And then he like walks in the house. And that's all you see. Yeah. yeah. And it's like very unassuming. And then he continues to be, it, there is the threat of violence or that he is um, dangerous. But you pop. don't see this stuff. And the thing is, though, that I at first was like, man, like there's got to be eventually some kind of a violence or whatever. And he does eventually breaks into the room and he starts smacking him, but nothing serious. But the thing that's awesome is that he is able to grasp power and take the alpha kind of control of the situation in every scene. Right. You see, when they're all sitting in that living room thing, he's sitting above them on that little step when um when they're out by the pool and he's talking to gal and he's like, you like your life here? And he's like, yeah, very much. And he just pulls them over to the table. Do you know what I mean? Like he's always forcing people to do his thing. He's just very in control. He knows how to throw that, um, that weight around, I guess. I I just, I find that to be so awesome the way Ben Kingsley did that because he seems unassuming. He's kind of a little guy, but then you can see that he holds a lot of power. He's also like brutally honest and 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 his the his language is filthy and he's and he's toxic. Like yeah. he he's the type of guy who'd rather say something nasty than nothing at all. Like yeah. and and also he, he is. it establishes right away that he he definitely has a thing for Jackie which is oh, yeah. the reason which it ends up being is the the biggest reason why he's trying to get gal involved is because he knew if he he came there he would get to see her again yeah and uh and maybe we kindle some kind of a a love affair <laughs> so i don't know what he fucking thought well that's how gal eventually embarrasses him to leave like i don't oh, get the impression God. he was gonna leave until gal calls him on that and so i was like let's just be honest the reason why you're really here is for jackie because Gal runs like, out of he's he's so um, offended by even the mention that that was a possibility that he actually goes to take a plane, but he's fucking boiling over. He can't help himself. 
Yeah. He ends up coming right back. Totally. He gets himself kicked off the plane, yeah. And then it's like double down. It's it's really interesting. Um, um, ben Kingsley nominated for an, for an Oscar for this, obviously great. But I loved um, Ray Winstone as well, the guy who plays Gal, the, the, the main guy. I thought he did a really fantastic job. And he had um, he had to do a crazy range of of emotions from you know confident, happy, satisfied, in love, and then you know worried, um, uh, concerned, all that, like down to down to downright terrified. Um, and I thought he was like crazy good this whole this whole time. He did a great it, job. It, it drives me nuts yeah. when when people like Christian Bale and and uh, and uh, Ben Kingsley get nominated for their roles when when his role is far i feel like gals the guy who plays gals role is far diff, more difficult because i mean it's it would be, yeah, yeah it's so subtle yeah. and it'll be easy to pop off like he he's got to he's got to show so much more emotion and tension with no dialogue where this guy just gets to spout off and everyone's so impressed with that acting all the time it was the same with the fighter and christian bale it's just like he gets to be this crazy wild card who gets to like sh- just shout and scream and do crazy spin around in circles. And the Mark Wahlbergs and this guy have to like fucking, you know, they have to like absorb all of that. And like still, you st- still have to like them and feel for them with, with much few, like much less dialogue. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for creating that character, like for, for, for spawning that whatever that Don Logan is from, like he says, it's based on his grandma, I guess. His grandma sounds lovely. Um, but the, <laughs> yeah. the fact is, is that that character is like, is a brand new creation and no one has any familiarity with that creation. So when you're watching it, anything he does is kind of brought into scope for that character. You can kind of see him doing it because you're seeing him do it. But with Ray Winstone's character, Everyone, that's like the straight man here, right? So everyone kind of has an idea of how he feels. So he has to play authenticity. Do you know what I mean? He has to play like reality and grounded and and really think about how a person would react to that. And not only a person, but a person with his character's history and all the rest of that stuff. Whereas Don Logan, we never find out anything about his history. We, We know he's a serious gangster. We know he's someone not to be trifled with. And we know he's got... uh well um friends in high places right yep yeah not necessarily friends though as we learn but um yeah (laughs) but the thing is i think i i I just agree with you calling a ton i think that ray winstone actually has like maybe the trickier job here because because he's he's charting in territory that's familiar for most of the viewers or something that they can at least put their themselves into he yeah a metaphor for me is that he's got more notes like like Ben Kingsley's got one, mostly one note, maybe two notes. Yeah. And, and then the, the fucking way, way, is it way Winston is his name? Winstone. 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 He's got like fucking 20 fucking notes going on in this movie. It's like, ugh. like, I think he should have been nominated for the Oscar. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like, I don't think Mark Wahlberg's performance was amazing in, in the fighter, but this guy's performance I think was amazing. He's so likable. Yeah. yeah, yeah if there was, if there was one element, if there was one element of what he had to play that didn't feel right, if, if him and Didi didn't have the chemistry, if him and, and H didn't get along, um, he has to play, 
you know, king of his world at the start. And then he is, um, he's um, like a man down the totem pole when he's with Don. And then he's like bottom of the barrel when he's with uh, McShane. And he's with like colleagues when he's, when he's actually doing the heist itself. So he's got to play it at all levels. And if any of those were off or any of the motions along the way were off, you would have said, oh man, it just didn't work. The but stuff with the it, Ian McShane stuff was some of the best stuff. Yeah, like he's oh, like yeah. shaking and and uh, yeah, it's crazy. He's lying the whole time, and you see that guy fucking testing him and picking at him, and you see he's got to fucking hold the line. Ian McShane's so fucking great. I love him, and I think everything I've seen him in, I love him. He, uh, I also yeah, love how Ian McShane, McShane just kept saying he didn't get on a plane, he didn't come back, and he's like, "Yeah, he did." And he's like, "He did not. He didn't come back." Like Ian McShane doesn't even lie. He just doesn't tell him why he knows, but he just keeps yeah. saying, "No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's, he got on a plane, but, but then he got the off, power. and then he get on never." Yeah, yeah. Because you and don't I mean, say more, right? That's and John's John called him when we were watching it. Ray yeah. Winstone is the guy that says, "I'm not fucking lying, Teddy," and right there. You, you give it all is. up. If you don't say that, you play off like you don't know what he's getting at. And that's yep. a more plausible thing. As soon as you say, I don't, like, I'm not lying, you know it's what's going on in your mind, right? And he automatically gives Teddy the upper hand there, where I think they're on more of a mutual thing. Because he's like, maybe he didn't get on the fucking plane, but he did fucking call me. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. reasonable again, right? We can, be, he we can also come into a plausible ne- deniability. He yeah. should have never. He should have never said he called he, him. Yeah, he should have exactly. said he left his. He, he, his story's totally. too detailed. He just totally. left his house and he never saw him again. That if that was yeah. his line, he might have even gotten away with it. Like honestly. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I, he just he left. He came over and he left, and I never saw him again. McShane never would have been able to like, like put a, a chink in that story, right? That in the mm. armor, it just it wouldn't totally. have come. It, 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 yes, the guy would have disappeared while still in Spain, but. Just before having disappeared, he would have gotten on a plane, then gotten carried off, and then been held for four hours. And then who knows what would have happened to him exactly, after that. Totally, but it wouldn't yeah. point to Gal. So, yeah, it's too bad that Gal told that lie of all lies, um, because not only was it something that could be tracked, um, it was not in Don's personality to do that. So no, that's, Don's not that's, calling anyone to say hello. Yeah, I made it. Thanks, oh. for, thanks for the... No, it'd be like, fuck Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Click. <laughs> um, so look, when I saw this movie years and years ago, I hadn't, I maybe saw it once or twice, and this would have been, you know, early 2000s, 2005 maybe. Um, and th- this was kind of a slow burn movie, like that had to get some distribution. Someone recognized it. I mean, it only made 10 million off a of 4 million budget, so this was way more of a cult movie on DVD. Um, but I remembered this being a movie where um, Ben Kingsley's Don Logan character was like terrifying and like so sinister and and all that. This time when I watched it, though, as he was like trying to make his arguments um, and not getting violent about it, but like kicking cabinets and like shaking his head within an e- within an inch of uh uh, gal's face as he's like no I will ah, whatever he was yelling at him in the kitchen for all that kind of shit it seemed more it seemed less sociopath like guy willing to do whatever it takes and hurt anyone to get what he wants uh, and and started to I don't know manifest itself at least in my mind as as a different type of like mental illness and so that maybe 
Don Logan isn't feared because he's like a such a cold bastard who will kill anybody much as look at them but he is like so unstable of a human being that he will like get in arguments with people over nothing and end up like knifing them in the neck um, he's like more, Pesci kind of um, but I think more off the chain way more like off the chain like mentally unstable like how are you doing Don what 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 stab right like that kind of shit where Pesci yeah. would need a bit more of a primer yeah. I, I think that if, if I'm if I'm getting the comparison so in that direction though Brent yes um, and so he was less less scary to me this time around watching and, and it was more I was trying to put my finger on like you know what mind what mindset the people who are afraid of him would be in are they were they terrified of being hurt by this man because he could hurt them and not feel bad about it or were they worried about this man because he's so crazy that the hurt would inevitably come and like there's nothing you can do to stop it there's no conversation there's no happy grand with this guy it could be you could be talking about flowers and then he'd spin it into the flowers he saw at his mother's funeral and then go even darker i don't know so he seemed way more wackadoo crazy this viewing around which made him less scary from like an imposing mafia guy perspective and just more like this is just a dangerous unstable human being and i guess ultimately that kind of works for how ian mcshane at the end ends up saying if if i even gave a fuck about this guy yeah we'd be doing things differently but well, I, I don't guess think because anybody probably he's such a wacko him. i mean i think like, everyone probably fucking just puts up with him because but they because he's so like you said unstable but i think yeah. that's where good writing comes in uh, like we didn't think about it when we were younger but the joe pesci character is a perfect example if if these guys are acting this way like pesci or him and they are and and they, they're grounded in reality and they're believable they pesci is an unstable fucking person the only especially reason pesci, in, especially casino pesci yeah the only reason pesci can do what he does in casino is because he's an unstable person that's why he's mm. good at his job because he's Disag- not a fucking normal human being i think it's because they're valuable they are yeah. unstable they are unstable but the higher ups aren't scared of these guys look at payback. like if they want to they'll put a they'll put a button on them but yeah. um, the thing I think that makes them stick around, guys like Don and guys like Pesci, is that they are either useful as as arms, as extensions of the of the outfit, or um, they're earning. And probably it's both, right? Don Logan is yeah. a guy. He's no, brought into this sure. job as a planner, so he's obviously a higher level guy. I'm sure he has a skill set beyond just being murderous and unstable. Yeah, yeah, but if Pesci or him saw yeah. a therapist or were on medication, they'd be useless. For, they'd be useless <laughs> to the, they would be useless to the mob. Would they be useless to the mob if they if they had worked their shit out? They wouldn't. They would probably would get a button put on them. <laughs> uh, You're useless like now. Don Logan's like. For? Normally, I'd be really upset right now, but I'm uh. learning to look inward. Possibly, I have a part in this too. Because like, like, <laughs> Don, Don's whole argument, Don's whole argument is you're doing it. That's it. He doesn't have another argument. He's like, yes, you are. You're doing it. You're doing you it. You are you're because I it. say you are. Yeah, yeah. That's it. There's no. He's not trying to convince him. He's fucking telling him you're going to do it. That's it. Yeah. yeah and that's crazy. And that is crazy because <laughs> he doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have any reason. <laughs> It's just, yeah. he's, he's just telling them. 
<laughs> well, I mean, he does have a deeper reason, but but still, he seems like obsessed yeah. with that it has to be God. Which like, is great writing again, because if it, he didn't have that deeper reason, it would make any sense. So good writing again. Yeah, it is this fr- same from Payback that we did. Uh, Val Resnick is this sociopathic guy, right? He's useful. He's uh, what they call him, a sadist. You lack compunction, right? So they're like t- saying about how useful he is. Um, I still just I and 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 it it doesn't change anything. I just still feel like Don is a crazier person than Val or any of those other similar guys. Way more unpredictable. It, it's it it's it, it makes him so it makes him so interesting to watch because um, I would be terrified of that person too. Absolutely terrified. That was what He's was more also terrifying. so great about the, the Sopranos too was that the Sopranos delved into the psychosis of not just Tony, but do you guys remember when, I mean, other characters it delve into too. Uh, what's the guy with the salt and pepper hair? Polly. 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 Yeah, like Polly with, with living with his mother and he went to that, 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 uh, was it a psychic and all those dead people were like <laughs> haunting him and stuff. Yep. Yeah. With without that, you don't have three dimensions. If they're just like a psycho for no, like that was the problem with bad guys in previous movies we watched, like uh, Tombstone. There's no <laughs> reason for those guys to be the way they were. They just would fucking say out loud that they're just gonna disturb people's weddings and kill their wives and stuff, and yeah. then they would just do it, and then they would be like, "Man, we're crazy." So well, then you, like you have the best. You have the best term for those guys that I find myself using. Which is the mustache twirling, mustache twirling bad guys, because that's exactly what they are. They're just one dimensional bad guys from like our cartoon childhoods, right? Where they're just bad because they need to be the bad guy in that flick. Like that's their role, right? Instead of having that depth of character or any kind of nuance to them where you can see beyond it. And you're right. That's good writing. That's like this movie. If you think about it. Without the love interest, we'd be saying right now, but why does Don need to come back for fucking Ray Winstone? Because Ray never does anything. I know his character, Gal, sorry. He comes back for Gal because Gal never does anything. We never see him do anything that nobody else could do, right? Mm -hmm. They're all just chiseling out this rock in this vault. Um, And there's a bunch of guys there who are obviously pros. Um, And then they get in and that, that water rushes through and that smoke pack that Teddy put in explodes and Bob's your uncle. Everyone's just crowbarring fucking safety deposit boxes. So we yeah. never see Gal have an expertise put into practice. Yeah. But the thing <clears throat> is, is that to save us from that question, you put the Jackie thing in and all of a sudden that's all we need, right? Dawn came back and the whole, like, it's just this beautiful fucking, uh, network interconnected yeah kind of that's why yeah. that's yeah. why he was selected yeah why why he was selected was is totally answered it's just like it was personal for don is why he was selected which Didn't i think really is also why he takes no gal. for an answer at first yeah i yeah, i think possible. i because i think gal might have been able to say no and just persist with no and i think that don may have gotten to a place where he was just like fuck it like you're dead to me, and then he's like, "You better never fucking there. come back." And I got then he'd the leave, but I think he offends him, and I think it's that offense when he says, "Like you came back for Jackie," and that's why he's in the airport. You can see him shaking. He's this fucking, it's this, it's this very noticeable anger. And then he gets on the plane, and one of my favorite things when he's smoking, and she's like, "You're gonna need to put out that cigarette," and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to." 
your move. <laughs> I fucking love that when he just says, like, I'm not doing what you're saying. So balls in your court, man. Yeah. Well, the the other reason, though, too, that I think he, he's not as persistent in the beginning is because the longer that it takes him to get Gal to say yes, the longer he gets to hang out with Jackie. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. that makes makes sense to me, too, because like he, you know, he wants to be around her and stuff and he, he hasn't been able to like get her alone or do anything. So like so like he doesn't really go from zero to 100. He like works his way up into it. And then when he gets really persistent and and Gal feels like he has no choice because Gal, when he does that, that's his last, that's his end move. He's like, either Don's going to kill me. Don's going to kill me either way. Don's going to kill me if I don't go. Yeah. And if I say this, Don might kill me, but maybe he won't. So like, that's his only choice. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. And it works for a little bit. It but that's what's works, great yeah. too. It, it was so close to working. Yeah, I think if, he had, fucking aware if he had not done that, I think I think it would have been best. He would have left. He would have realized things were going to work with Jackie. Um, but I it, don't, it no, actually, I think he had to do that. And I, I like how he says. He even says to him too. He's like, he says, "Don't say that shit." But you know what? If you don't want to do the job, then fine. Then fine. Like that's fine. Then if that's what your decision is. Yeah. So he tries to like flip it, which I yeah. great dialogue and acting there too as well. Yeah. I love that yep. when they're when they're talking and he's like he's like no he's like is this a fuck off and he's like no and he's like I'm just I'm just done I'm I'm done with that and he's like why are you done and he's like I'd be useless and what does he say fuck I lost the line I had it in my head useless he's how like, yeah useless how <laughs> that fucking whole way that that breaks <laughs> it's down like in all ways <laughs> like, yeah in all ways <laughs> thank you John my fucking mind uh, elapsed as usual but like right. I just love all the dialogue between him and Gal because you see actually that he he really actually seems to like Gal like I get the impression I don't know about you guys but that no one else could be refusing Don like Gal does there is obviously some respect and he seems to honestly kind of have some kind of an affection some kind of an affinity for for uh, for Gal that I, I don't think is present. Yeah. Like H, H doesn't get a fucking piece of that, but Gal no, gets like no. Gal gets a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of like friendship codring, like with the with the he punch respects, on the arm and all that stuff. He respects, he respects him at Gal. least. Yeah, at least he I, does. I think yeah. In an organization like they w- would be somewhat a part of, if you can call it an organization. Um, I think Gal would be like respected. He he'd done a prison stint. I think he said nine years, right? And that like yeah. you can tell that he's not cool with that. Um, and this is his reward, right? His nine years in the can. Now I get to live like my best life, which is another reason they they only fill you in on later on why he was enjoying his life so much at the start. Which he probably again, also respected I him love. too because he's spent nine years in jail and he never ratted anybody yeah. out and stuff. So he is a good guy, right? He's yeah, like a, guy, a solid guy. So yeah. I get the sense that um, Teddy Bass, Ian McShane's character, would have said something along the lines of Don of, okay, you can go there, like, I don't care what you do with Jackie, and you can ask Gal, but you can't hurt him if he says no because he's he's put in his time. So ask Don him never had no conversations with anybody about Jackie. Prob- the first prob- conversation he ever had was with Gal, and Gal fucking True that. did it. Yeah, but yeah. maybe maybe Teddy is smart enough to realize why he why might. Don would but but go Don see. will be like, "I'm gonna go get him," and he's like, "Cause he'd be okay, like, where is Jackie these Teddy, days?" Teddy is as sexually liberated as they come. I think if Don was gonna confide in anybody, it might be Teddy. No, but so, I'm just saying Don's not the type of guy who's gonna chat chat with anybody. He's just like, I no, think we I should know, get I'm Gal. Just being silly. 
And then and then yeah. he's like, I think we should get Gal. And he's like, okay, get Gal. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go get Gal. That's that's what that would that's what it worked out to. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? when he when he tells him, I, I like it's actually I love the scene when he fucking confronts when Gal confronts him with it. I fucking love that scene because the, the that's some of the best performance by um by uh, Kingsley. Yeah. Because that shit's not one note. That's where Kingsley doesn't know what to say. That's the first time Kingsley's going for a loop. Yeah. So that's his best acting. That's his best acting because he his reaction to it and the things he says and the way he acts are uh, vi- like very good. I really yeah. like that scene. Yeah. I like that scene and I like the plane scene because they are different sides of Dawn than we see the rest of the time. The rest oh, of the yeah, time we the see that aggressive stuff. But like when he's on the plane and when he is um, in the in the room and they're going to confront him about getting kicked yes, off the plane. Yes, when he tells the and he story. he pulls that story about being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Those yeah. are different sides of Don that we see. We see like this manipulative, like willing to go to any lengths. That's the only time in the movie, I think, that we see him um, show submissive side. He's looking away. He's looking down. He's confronting that guy about touching his front bottom. He's... Um, He's he's he goes yeah, he's through he, he talks about being it's a performance but that's the thing is that he's he's such a fucking criminal he's such a swindler it's nothing for him to look at the angle and be like boom I'll fucking put them on their heels with the sexual assault thing what are they gonna want to do are they gonna fucking take this to the far lengths just because <laughs> yeah. I'm smoking <laughs> yeah. a cigarette like yeah. they're gonna just let me go here yeah oh yeah no it's and he's it's, probably had to deal with police officers and law enforcement so much yeah that that was such an important scene tuned it was it was he's fine-tuned his shit yeah Yeah. because i i with my my thoughts that he has like a a more different or serious kind of mental disability that just besides just being a sociopath uh the fact that he could just switch in that moment and tell a very convincing you know definitely bullshit but convincing enough where even like as you say the guy be like are we gonna keep this guy over this in a smoke let's just let him go yeah. I mean, serial killers and are he's like done that some before, of the best. So sociopaths yeah. and serial killers are some of the best liars. I mean, they're best liars in the world. Yep. They get away with it for so long because they get interviewed by police and they lie their way out of it and they look for another suspect and then they keep going. Yeah, it's because yeah. there's I mean, no pulse. There's no polarization there. There's no anxiety behind the There's lie. no guilt. They have no guilt no. or yeah, totally. No, they can just so Don definitely has no story. guilt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get the impression he doesn't have any guilt. He has no problem coming in there and fucking with everyone's, uh, with everyone's, uh, what are they called? The Woosaw. What's the, um, what is fucking, uh, what does he say in Bad Boys? This is, it's his place. It's his mantra? Uh, no, nah, I can't. Woosaw is a mantra, isn't it? No, Woosaw is his mantra, but there's a, he's like, he's like, you're fucking with my, chi, I can't chi. remember. Nah, it's not chi. It's like a, it's like a proprietary word for bad. So, boys. what do you guys think of Anyways, the ending uh, when he comes back? Well, not the ending, but the ending of Don when he comes back and that kid. Uh, well, so, so why is that kid come out of the shadows? Because, because what does Don say to make that kid activate and come with the gun? Don was outside their home. Oh, he, he hits. Was, oh, he smashes him with a bottle over the fucking head. Well, they, yeah, they're yelling loudly. So the kid is uh, Enrique. I didn't know his name until after. Um, He's hiding till he gets hit with the bottle, and yeah. then he fucking comes. Yeah, then he comes <clears throat> with his with his rifle, but he 
can't do it. And I, it's also tense throughout that, that kind of ending scene or not ending Mm -hmm. that part of the movie. It's also tense. And then he takes the gun, belts the kid. And, um, yeah, then, uh, Dee Dee, Dee Dee's going to do some shit. Pulls out a, uh, look like, I guess since they were in Spain, I don't know, maybe it's a Benelli, which is an Italian shotgun. I don't know why I said that, but anyway, maybe there's a Spanish over under shotgun, um, that they had in the house and, it's loaded, but then we cut, which is another part of the movie that I like, um, to Gal doing the job. Um, yeah. It's the only way. Yeah, it's the only way that the, wouldn't make the story suck. Because if what that was all just about- one, one long linear thing, that would be the climax of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what Even do you with- guys think about the craziness? Because like, not only does she shoot him, but then they all go over and start like mercilessly beating him, except for H, who's yeah. like totally wusses out. I mean, yeah, I, I lost all my respect for well, H. He comes over at except the end that he comes over and like after he's well, he completely gets, been beaten to like almost near death. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's after he like says I fucked your wife. He gets like I don't know what it is. He gets something heavy by the barbecue or by the cooking area and smashes and him in the face. As far as we know, that's the killing blow because that's. That's the end. But There's even, no way he would have survived. What's his name? Shoot him? Didi comes no, over and shoots Didi him. Didi comes over and end. puts Finally. him through his heart. Which but but that doesn't kill him. It's the no, it's but, the final blow to the face from uh, but she, H. Jesus, they're Don all, is hard to kill. They That's all how beat fucking the scary that him. guy is. And then she oh, realizes yeah. that beating and kicking him with her heels and, and them all pounding him isn't going to finish him off. So she runs over and gets her gun again. Yeah. And then she fucking blasts him close range. But you know what, though? I, I did think that was kind of... It wasn't a huge speed bump. But like when she shot him in the chest point blank... Point blank in the heart. Gargling, no. Gargling and ta- chatting still. It's just like, nah, that's weird. The gut shot, definitely. That would be like one of the most painful things to do. But yeah, yeah right through fine. his chest... I guess but she I could like have missed his heart. What was it on Enrique, you say, is the boy? Yeah. So the whole beginning of the setup of the relationship with him, like you can get the idea that like Gal and Didi, this is almost like their surrogate son. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, they've just kind of adopted him. He's like a kid from the town. He works for him, but more than working for him, they've just kind of adopted him and he lives there. Um, and hangs out with them. He's like a friend, I guess, of the family. Right? Yeah, they like go hunting. Of, they go like hunting a, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Him, H, and Enrique. Uh, him, him, Enrique, and go hunting. Uh, yeah, and they like it's all fun and games there. And like you just th- that hunting scene shows exactly too that that kid isn't an employee. He's like a he's like a member a of the member. of the group, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when he comes, when he sees dialogue. when he sees when he sees um, Don. At the pool the first time when, when uh, Gal and Don are talking, you see he's like looking at Don because he, he senses that something's up. Yeah. And you see Don look away. Like Don is yeah. like, like doesn't want to show him his face. Yeah. It's really interesting the build there. So at the end when he has the gun, even though he doesn't do anything, you totally buy all that stuff that he was like concerned and was yeah. back trying to like, you know. Hiding in the shadows. Help. Yeah. Well, just, it's just, the line. Just, just watching he, in case. He sees Don when the cars are driving by. They're leaving and, and Don's driving in. But it's the line that Gal says to him where he gives him some money. He says, don't come around for a while. That's the that's when the kid yeah. knows. Well, that he says it to him before Don ever comes too, doesn't he? Yeah, just yeah, before. He, well, he do, that's when he says it. That's when he yeah, says the it. Day He's like, of. hey. I'm going to be busy, so don't come by. And then when they're, they're, him and his family are driving away, they see, 
they see Don coming in the car and then the kid looks at the car yeah. and the kid knows that they're getting a visitor and that he doesn't want him there because he's trying to protect him. Yeah. So then the kid knows that this guy's a threat. I mean, it all works out in like just a few scenes and it all makes sense. But this yep. is the thing is that this, this, I find this to be so well done with this story. Is that Crazy. like, think about like, what is the fat here? Oh, it's 88 minutes, man. There is zero fat in this movie. There's no That's fat. That's the that thing. Is, this this story is, finally is tuned this shit. big. This yeah. is a big story. It takes place intercontinentally, right? Yep. Um. Well, no, internationally. Well, isn't fucking Britain on its own island? Yeah, it's still just a nation. I think if you're going between continents, is intercontinental. Anyway. Fine, I'll, I'll willingly soak up the, I, the grammar that. person strikes but, again. Um, <laughs> but anyways, internationally for sure, right? <laughs> yep, yep. They're crossing borders. Doesn't matter if it's continent or not at these days. But um, <laughs> the, the, there's there's a there's a big difference between his villa in Spain and like urban London where yep. they're doing this this heist. And it's a whole different world there. Like, I mean, this transformation between what we're used to in the beginning of the movie with the sunny Spain villa, even with Don there and the aggression and the tension that's built there, it changes completely to like we're, we're in an urban setting and we're, we're amongst criminals now. And then most of which aren't a concern. Teddy is the concern. Yeah. And, um, and it's all within an hour and a half. We get all of that shit. We get that whole he, big first growing part in the villa. We get the relationship between him and his wife. We get that whole arc with Dawn. And then we get a whole nother second part of this story in London in an hour and a half. And it's Yeah, it's nuts. And it works. Oh, okay, like, so he didn't write the screenplay, but I mean he no. he fucking who these two guys who wrote the screenplay wrote a fucking fantastic screenplay. They did a good so job. They also they also fit in script. the whole backstory for Teddy Bass, um, who goes to an orgy. Probably this is all planned, like every detail. So he goes to an orgy, meets uh, a guy who works in a uh, financial institution that has a crazy safe deposit box area. Um, now has sex with the man, or the man has sex with him. Um, uh, more pointedly, uh, but I think I would assume that he is not a homosexual. Uh, Ian McShane's character, I, I I get the sense he did this for the job, so it's like it doesn't even really matter either way. Um, it just seems a little it, crazier in my mind that he'd be doing willing to do something like that just to get in tight with this guy so he could plant a bomb basically in a safe deposit box, and then when it's all over because he could never have that guy telling stories for one thing or another he shoots him point blank in the face um with gal in the room it's it's such an insane plan um oh, see, i read the, it differently i read it that teddy was was a bi guy or gay okay yeah um and that that was just a matter of circumstance not that that's the right way i just read it differently yeah i didn't i i in thinking about it i i could see it going all three ways gay straight bi whatever um, but because Teddy his has an character quality about him, which a little isn't to bit, say that all gay people are feminine, but he carries that side of his character. Yeah, he actually did a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess closet, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I mean, just it's it's open interpretation. But I, I I always assumed he was closet gay, and he just you know like he didn't tell anybody what he was doing, but he did that shit. 
Yeah. Interesting. So we have three different takes on him, and that's like yeah. hilarious. But that's good though too. There's nothing wrong with that. That's I feel like once again when you have a really good script and really well developed characters and stuff, yeah. and leaving stuff open to interpretation is like so much better for an audience member because all three yeah. of us can enjoy this movie, but yet all have a different opinion about a character. And there's fucking well, be- that's great. Because what matters to us here is that Teddy is a concern. Teddy yeah. is oh, yeah. serious. Oh, absolutely. And we take yeah. him seriously. We understand that him coming to Gal with this problem, with these questions, we don't need to, like, who gives a fuck? Gay, straight, it whatever. It doesn't matter, yeah. What really matters is that he is to be taken seriously and that he is someone that we need to worry about moving forward. Yep. After that, yeah. everything else is just uh, just sparkles on the fucking cupcake, man. Yeah. The only reason so that true. I even came to that, like that was my interpretation, is because this movie takes place. How old is this movie? Twenty years. Yep. Twenty. Yeah, and like and like and I in the American mafia, twenty years ago, being gay was not acceptable. So I would assume that being in the London mafia wouldn't be either. But I, I could be completely. I get the wrong. impression maybe, now it's not okay. Maybe either. they're. I don't find them. To well, be maybe the most it's progressive n- group. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I'm saying is so that's why I think Teddy's not like you know like Teddy's closeted. That's why I would assume that, and he he does what he does behind closed doors. Yeah, but he's I a wonder. powerful guy, and he just keeps his mouth shut. Yep. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, yeah nobody's going to fucking question him anyway. So anyway, this guy directed a movie with Scarlett Johansson in 2013 called Under the Skin. And I've only, only, only heard good things about this movie. And I always wanted to watch it. People have like begged me to watch it. I always said I was going to. It's on Prime. But it's this director. And it's Scarlett Johansson. And it's an hour and 40 minutes long. So not only does this guy like direct short movies, but... Like he, this guy's like the editing in this movie and the length of this movie and the fact that he's still making movies under two hours, like directors just get this ego and stuff and start directing like longer and longer and longer movies as their careers go on. Yeah. And it usually makes their movies worse. Um, the Irishman. <coughs> the Irishman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, like a fucking train. <laughs> I don't know. Like a, a few little things for me um, did, weren't a hundred percent good. Like some of the underwater, and then the drilling, and then the cutting to the breathing, and the drilling, and then the cut above water. Some of that seemed a little excessive to me. Like some of it was okay, but I felt like it went overboard. That's fair. A yeah, little bit, yeah. but it, it, you know, it wasn't enough to. Uh, I think later on I kind of thought back on it a bit more and um, Gal having served time in prison, you know, likely is not doesn't do well in enclosed spaces. Um, so and what do you guys think of his um, his little furry friend? Um, I don't know. Well, when yeah, I was reading descriptions, it said demonic rabbit. Oh, so, yeah. Because mm-hmm. ultimately what is hilarious about this movie and the ending rubs it in our face is that uh, he did do the job. And so Don was successful. Yeah, well, he says that's at true. the end. That he says that exactly, right? Yeah. Told so you I knew do you'd it, do right? the job, gal. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, shut up, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I love, totally. I, and I like there's that. There's fantasy. Shit. There's a couple of different fantasy elements. There's, there's one where him and his wife are floating in the sky. Um in the evening after that's in the opening or when everything or is, yeah yeah so and like, then I, and there's another time with that where's that b- bunny first show up it um, shows up in the desert scene it's like uh after i think it's after the hunting or something 
It's when he finds out that uh, that Don Logan is coming. I think right. it's that night when he's sleeping. He sees he the, the bunny on yeah. the horse in the in the plains in the arid plains, whatever the fuck. And like that's that's the thing is like you said, like with them floating, and then with this bunny and the fucking horse there, like you can obviously tell this bunny is like a representation of doom or death or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. I like all that stuff. I like the fantastical elements to it because this movie is. I mean, it probably doesn't need it, but I find it to be like a nice little, a nice little yeah, dash of fucking color on here. Yeah, it's. I think he. I mean, he's a. He was a very young director, and I think that was that was it was a little avant garde stuff he was throwing in there. But it, it definitely it definitely lends to the humor of the of the ending. I feel like if he didn't have that thing at the ending, then that stuff should have just been taken out. But the yeah, fact the ending that, is where that, it works best. That where where it's like because you that's a really funny moment. To, it's a, like a button on the end of the movie that that sh- for the whole reason for the rabbit being in there in the first place. So at least it goes somewhere. So I have no yeah, problem yeah. with any of that. And no, it, it also, could go away. It has a little bit, bit of the macabre in it too, where um, you know Gal's going to be haunted by that rabbit for a bit longer. Before yeah. he can go back to what things were like at the start, where his fantasies were very much them floating in the sky in love, and then as soon as bad things start to happen, it's gun in his face, rabbit, and then fucking yeah, ra- and rabbit the under rabbit in the tunnel, yeah, and then rabbit underground with dawn. I, it's um, I actually yeah. really like the rabbit, and this movie is so short. I mean, there's no reason to cut anything. I mean, they cut. They it must doesn't slow anything no, down. No, it. This movie is like so short. Like anything under ninety minutes long, like you get away with whatever you want in my opinion i mean this movie is very quick this movie went by like in a flat blink of an eye yeah because it was yeah, except for we think moved. about dr strange love which was like an hour and a half and felt like two and a half because so it weird, didn't go because it? it didn't move it didn't move but it, that's the thing is like you can have a short movie and still have fat so this absolutely. movie isn't it's not like this movie got a free pass because it was short it's that's it's true still, no, that's very it still fair. accomplished everything like really effectively yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Just because it's short doesn't give it any doesn't give it any uh, you know points. Yeah. And because uh, we've seen bad bad short movies before. Uh, oh yes. But yeah. the fact that he did keep this short. <laughs> oh, yes. The fact that he did keep this short. It just moves like it, once again it moves from scene to scene. Things are happening. You're always engrossed into the story. There's never a moment where you're like looking at your watch or trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, you're in it. You're in it to win it. I mean, and the pacing of the whole first part of the movie is definitely slower. So, yeah, yeah, which is great. I I don't mind so much. No, no, I don't mind either. But I mean, if you really wanted to to nitpick, you could ramp that up. But I feel like it, it actually I feel like the pacing being slower with the manic pace of Ben Kingsley's character. Yeah, I find that those things counterbalance each other really well. And yeah. it, it creates a space that's like, uh, it's, it's like equilibrium, right? So this I don't actually like even mind. But if you wanted to fucking nitpick, I think you could nitpick the, the pacing there. It takes a while. This, yeah. This is like, this is very much like, uh, feels like uh, a lo- an art movie almost in those ways when he adds that stuff as well. And this, uh, our um, Paul Helmer, who used to be on the show, this was his favorite movie always he he this was his number one top movie of all time so and i i was always like lukewarm to it but um you know what he was on to something because it's fucking great (laughs) 
I watched movie. a I watched a cinematographer break down this movie, um, and he said his words were, "This movie is perfect," and he could watch it endlessly. And like that's yeah, from that's that's sure. that's from the perspective of one job, right? Which is yeah. where I got like that cinematography stuff earlier because I was watching him break down scene by scene by scene by scene. Um, but I found it to be like a really interesting endorsement because the fact that someone whose job is involved in that to say that this movie is like is a is a masterpiece basically um, it, it was, was very perfect. interesting. It's yep. very good, man. I mean, like, I think we could probably just call it, but I think we're there right now. We're just kind of gushing over the points and we're basically calling it. But um, but it's really well done, man. Yeah, from a writing standpoint, I think it's perfect, too. I mean, you, you can't there's nothing nothing I would add or take away from the from the writing. It's 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 a and it's. It just fucked. Yeah, one scene to the next. And I, I like have, all the characters. The music is good. The cinematography, like you said, is really good. The colors he uses and stuff. The actors. There's like not one bad actor in this movie. Even H. No. Who's like H is, is perfectly great. cast. Perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. H is great. I expect to see H in Arizona almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's exactly yeah. that guy. Just the leather-skinned retiree, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just having a great time, enjoying the, the years. I I mean, Jesus, man. It's surprising how fucking enjoyable this movie was. I was Shocking. excited to watch it. I was really excited to watch this. But I didn't expect um, for it to go. I did not think it was going to hold up. And I've been I looking into not. it. And I think John's right that they're cockney. Oh, right and it's on. a comedy, too. It's it's This is a comedy. Like, it's it's tough to believe that. But it really, at the end of the day, I, I think it is a comedy. <laughs> It yeah. really is. I, it, yeah. I think it is. I think that's I the, think the, 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 that one surprising thing. Yeah, I think it has to be where, where I was saying earlier that I, um, I thought that um, Ben Kingsley was scary last time around, and this time it was more like comically over-the-top disturbed, almost. Yeah. I, la- I laughed at a couple of times when he's losing his shit, but it might have been, you know, it might have been just laugh of disbelief. Like, can you imagine speaking to someone like this? Holy fuck. And until a certain point in time, like, it's like, why wouldn't Gal just keep saying, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, and just keep going back and forth? Because how are you ever going to agree with a guy who's just screaming yes in your face? (laughs) Um, But what the movie does so well is that people eventually break from just, they're like, I have to try it in a different way. Look, Don, look what? And then he's just waiting for you to mess up on something that he can get under your skin and then just like trick you into feeling like you now have to do the job. That's his whole plan. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy to watch. Uh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Brent, you, do you want to take us home on this one, Colin? Who wants to call it? I think it's not going to be a big surprise. I'll go. I don't think any fucking surprises here. It totally surprise. holds up. I mean, this movie totally holds up and it is 100% worth a watch. Probably at least two. Um, I fucking, I really love this movie. I was going to watch it again today. I um, well, I watched a bunch of stuff about it and read up stuff about it, not because of the podcast, but more just because I was like, I fucking really love this movie and I want to learn more of why, right? Yeah. Um, I fucking love the characters in here, and at first I was watching Ben Kingsley, and I felt like I wanted someone more ferocious, like 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 John said, he was when he first watched this movie, he remembered that guy being a ferocious 
presence. And then watching it now, it felt different. But I don't even mind that because I, I wanted him to be more. But then after thinking about it, I was like, no, he's pretty appropriate because he's just like one of you guys said, he's just unstable enough to be concerning because yeah. anyone that's that crazy, you don't know what he's going to do. So the fear comes from that instability and, and just like you're constantly have to be on alert, right? Always speak delicately to him. Never fucking outrage him because it could come back very badly. So the whole fucking pacing of this movie I felt really nice about. I like the softer like entryway and then it doesn't really pick up a manic pace later. It still becomes a thing where he's like dealing with this tense Teddy situation. And then again, Ian McShane fucking come on, put it Ian McShane in every movie for me from now on. I love him. Deadwood fucking John Wick, this, wherever he's in fucking hot rod. Come on. Ian McShane's a fucking good I love man. him in Hot Rod. He is <laughs> fucking my favorite thing about Hot Rod. I love the 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 chemistry between him and Andy Sandberg is one of the greatest things about that and in that movie. It's great. It's so you good. You couldn't beat a drum. <laughs> oh and then he God. like freaks out. It's just because Andy Sandberg goes, he does go from zero to 60 when, when I think he, he calls him Frank. I think his name's Frank in the movie. When Frank, when Frank gets under his skin, he goes zero to 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so upset. You couldn't beat a drum. I love that line. Um, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so no, it's, it, he, didn't, this could be he my hasn't top. finished. He hasn't finished. Oh, sorry. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. I, I don't know what else I'd say. I, I would just gush over the movie for a while. I love gangster shit and I love British gangster shit. And I yeah, love that too. this is British gangster shit. That's not fucking guy. Richie. It doesn't have all that weird fucking polish on it and all that weird glitz. It's just hard men put in interesting situations. Like you, you don't ever see the fucking gangster in retirement. It's really it's interesting to see the fucking, the, cause we even talked about, this is a story about a henchman basically pretty much. It's not the top dog. It's not, anything it's just like this guy fucking made it and now he's getting pulled back in it's just a great little fucking ditty just when I thought I was out they pulled me back in (laughs) that's my piece y'all yeah he this could go on my like top 10 list maybe for like movies of all time like this is a great fucking movie yeah it's just that's what this it's just like it's so simple and it's like it's not overdone, and it was done for probably a very reasonable budget. I think John said ten million. Four. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. I mean, like, if you can do this for four million dollars, you're fucking fantastic. I mean, good for you. Like, <laughs> that's what you want to do. I mean, this script. People read this script, and they just wanted to be in it. They probably all did it for scale, um, especially Ben Kingsley, because they couldn't pay him shit if this was a four million dollar movie. They probably paid him scale. And that he, because he knew it was going to be a great character. I mean, they all did. They all just wanted to fucking be in it. So, Hopkins yeah, also considered like for that role. Eh? Who was Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. Oh God! Academy Award uh, he just winner. Won the Academy Award. He just won the Academy Award like a week Again. ago or whatever. Again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Oscars in 2014, the Oscars had a a peak of 42 point some million people watched the Oscars. And then it, and then this year, less than ten watched. Like I, I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> I forgot. I know. We do, I, we I do a, a movie podcast that none of us knew. Just like who? It's just it's such a 
like less than it was nine million people watched this year. It's the lowest ratings ever. And uh, honestly, somebody who put gives it. A shit? Some well, somebody put it really nicely. They they were saying like the movies that were all nominated this year were were kind of depressing, and we're living in depressive times. Like, where is the escapism? Are are the the bitter sweetness? Are the you know where's the 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 where's the I hate to use this. Well, where's the Shawshank Redemption? Are the are the Forrest Gump? Are the you know the feel good movie? Like where the fuck are they? There wasn't one. Apparently, they were all super depressing. Yeah. So what the fuck? It's yeah, weird. We it's need, weird times. We need more Ted Lasso. Yeah, exactly. Ted Lasso, right. watch it. Okay, Johnny, you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if either of you have actually said the words. I can't. I can't remember. But holds up. I said it was like top ten of all time. I don't <laughs> understand what you're. Do you want to stand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Um, all right. Well, you say it for us. This movie holds up. Yeah. I don't like his tan. I don't like that they call Gal fat because that dude's not fat. He rocks oh. that speedo pretty well for <laughs> however old he is. That's what uh, I that, think. That title shot? Yeah. Just yeah. his fucking, his uh, smuggling peanuts and that little fucking, what yeah. are they called, spandex? What are those fucking bathing suits? They're not, it's kind of, I don't know. I've seen way fatter guys on beaches and other He's going to die spandex. of skin cancer in that pool. Though. Oh, yeah. But I don't think that would bother him <laughs> as long as he's living his not. best life right now. That's fair. Yeah. Um. You know who I think the sexy beast is? I think it's Ian McShane as he's getting railed up the pooper in the shower because he's growling like a beast in that scene. Was sexy. He is the sexy yeah, beast. Be. That's a possibility. Uh. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's good. This. This is so tight. So quick. Um. Such a fast experience to watch this movie, and it's fascinating on a couple of levels. I think you could. You could think. Um. You could think Don is a total joke in this movie and still the way the movie goes, the way they structured it, it's it's fucking it's really great. If you told this movie linearly, it wouldn't work. Um and and I was also worried before we watched it cuz it's been maybe 15 years since I've seen this movie. Um I was worried that most of the movie was going to be about Don trying to convince Gal and I couldn't quite remember um how it all kind of shook down and how much of the movie was dedicated to to Ben Kingsley screaming and doing his thing. And um, maybe I'd be one of the people who say, I wish he had wound up and, and done something a little bit more hinting at his potential violent outburst. It takes a long time for him to freak out and go slap Gal at a bed, which is weird. But you're, if you're fearing this guy, maybe something a little sooner but it, you know what <laughs> it doesn't even matter because not before too long it is getting crazy fucking serious and people are getting shot and have their heads stomped in and doing big heists and getting shot in the face um so you know what boom you get all that in 90 minutes it's fucking right on so if you've never seen sexy beast go get it go but get the, it. this the screenwriter was smart not to do that though because where do you go from there you have nowhere to fucking go like you can't go there until the until later if you do like then what then what's next no kingsley getting shot and killed is the fucking climax no but i just mean kingsley going into his bedroom and slapping him awake and smashing a bottle over his head if he did that when he first showed up there's nowhere to go no i know i didn't i didn't want him to do something so so crazy but a hint just a little hint maybe just it's just tension man it was just tension on the floor what else do you want yeah, no, he I guess it's on, on his floor. floor. Yeah, <laughs> on his, and it's but that, carpeted. 
<laughs> that just led more to the crazy Who carpets conspiracy. a bathroom. Yeah, that that's a bad weird. idea. That's a bad idea. That's not a good In idea. Spain? Come on. It's got to be humid yeah. as fuck. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, fun. Fun times. I like these ones. Um, it's good when we have movies that we can agree on. Fuck yeah. What's next? What's next, next on the is list? Time to kill, isn't it? Oh, is it? I don't think it is. I'm looking. It might be. It could be. <laughs> Give yes, I'm glad they're dead, and I hope they time. burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock crazy cast. Kevin Spacey, Donald Sutherland. No time. Uh, okay, time to Kiefer kill is two. Two weeks uh, away. Off dead. Next week is John Cusack. Oh my God! In the better '80s comedy, dead. Better Off Dead. <laughs> Oh, I look forward to that. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. I want my $2. This is it. Yeah. Check out on our Instagram at holdup underscore podcast. Uh, we're putting up polls every week now to see what you think of the next movie is going to hold up or not. So watch for the poll for Better Off Dead. Everybody's been voting. It's and been get good. it get it in yeah. I don't know where we're going to find this Watch one. For that poll. Sexy Beast was pretty easy to find. A uh, Time to Kill this pretty easy to find. This was free. This this was uh Better Off Dead was free on YouTube uh, a while back. You could watch it for free on YouTube and it was legal. There you go. So, we'll maybe see if we can find it there. All right, cool. All right, folks. Uh this is a fun one. Sexy Beast, go check it out. We'll check you uh next Sunday when we drop our next episode. Better Off Dead. So, Really appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for coming out. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.